Hey everyone, BT. I think I would be remiss if I didn't say it's a scary, scary world out there. And that is what the topic of conversation is about today. You know, being someone who's been detached from social media and mainstream media for quite a while now, this is a conversation I needed to have with David because I wanted to get his opinion on how that is both good and bad growing up and living in today's world. There are pros and cons to every single thing we do. And being detached fully from media can be dangerous and it can be irresponsible. So let's go ahead and get to this full throttle Thursday and let's have this great conversation. Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Hey, everyone, BC, and welcome back to the Successful Mind Podcast. Going to do another full throttle Thursday. Got David here with me. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Man, it's been a while since we've been in here, to be honest with you. I know you've been in here. You've been doing a lot more podcasts with Steph in here in the studio, but we have not done a full throttle Thursday really much of this summer. So here we are. We're back. It's been a while. It's good to be be in studio. Yeah, for sure. So I love it. So one of the things that I've noticed as of late that has really been catching my attention is the noise that's out there as far as the media, whether it's social media, whether it's mainstream media. And I have become a person who really this started years ago, have become completely detached from any sort of news, anything that's going on in the world. I don't even really go on social media at all. And it got me thinking about the people out there that might be experiencing the same thing. And I thought to myself, maybe it's not always such a bad thing for that, but there's always a situation where I'm not informed as I should be. So I thought right. we could have a conversation today around the pros and cons of being detached from any sorts of media, whether it's social media or whether it's mainstream media. Let's, let's, let's start with that. Okay. Well, I think, I think there's definitely um, something, something about it that's good because it's everywhere you go, it's pretty much constant negativity, right? So that's not healthy right. for anyone. So I have very much understand people that don't want to look at it. I mean, I don't want to look at it. Like I don't, I don't keep up on world affairs for my enjoyment. Um, I keep up on world affairs because I want to know what to think and what to do and to really understand what's happening, which is becoming increasingly more difficult as time goes on. Because first of all, all news is a business, right? Uh, and they have an agenda because they have to be loyal to their shareholders or they have to be loyal to their their advertisers or, or whatever. And then that's where corruption comes in. I don't think that we've seen real journalistic media in this country for a very long time, which comes down back into social media because there are several people out there that are much more journalistic in their value system that run their own private uh, web – or no, no, not websites um, – uh, podcasts and they do basically do the news, you know? So you get, if you, if you find ones that you like and you look at, uh, can I trust this source? Right. And, and do I have the ability to look up 
the information to find out if what they're actually saying is true or not, then you know that you have a trusted source. And that's what I've done over the last sure. few years. I've, I've looked at people that I can trust, people that I know that are full of shit that you can't trust. And basically all the mainstream media, you can't trust it because it's, it's just so, it's so messed up. Um, Which is so interesting because, you know, going back to my childhood, you know, like the news, whether it was the the Dan Rathers or the Ted Koppels or the Peter Jennings, like they were a trusted source because that was where all of the news went. It wasn't anybody who had a laptop. There was could only go, three stations. Exactly. So, so more became just crazy. Right. And when you have all these different sources, the journalistic integrity definitely took a, took a back seat. It was no longer, it was, if it bleeds, it leads. If it, if it gets clicks, it's going to sell. So we'll fabricate. I, I can't think of how many times I've clicked on something just based on the headline and then realized that had nothing to do with what that headline was, but it got me to click. Right. So that's the, that's the time we find ourselves in. But thinking back when I was younger, I mean, whether it was newsprint or whether it was, you know, the weekly reader we got in, uh, in elementary school or whether it was, you know, the local news, yeah. you, that was where you went for your news because there was nowhere else to get it. Now you've got, I mean, people use Twitter as their source of news. They use, you know, YouTube as a search engine for their source of news. It's, it's, it's really gotten loud out there. So it's figuring out what sources you can trust. And I love how you say, you got to find that out on your own. There's no one person that can sit here and say, you need to go to this place to get your news because I've had people tell me to go to certain spots and I've, I've signed up for that service. And then I realize very quickly, there's an agenda, even with that one, I was told it's an unbiased biased, it's very not biased. Well, there is no unbiased. That's completely That's okay. not true. Well, that never was. That always is because we're human beings. We're all biased, sure. right? So we all, you cannot unfilter a human being through whatever they're doing. The question is whether or not the actual factual information is fact. Is that actually true? And that we can, that we can source. We can, we can test that. I think one of the things that really started to concern me and does still concern me was people being very solid in what they believe that is completely not true, right? And the way that this the way that this has happened is that the, you get you get the media blowing one direction about some topic, and they're doing it loud and with a tremendous amount of fear, and that's all people hear. And eventually they believe it to be true because they're being told that it's true. And then when we find out that it's not true, nobody ever says anything. They just move on. They just move on. That that source of media doesn't change what they said. They don't. They used to come out and say, you know, something we made a mistake. Retraction. Yeah, we want to make a retraction or sure. whatever. They do this very quietly so nobody even knows it. But in the same time, they're blowing about something else. So it's constantly it's fear porn. It's just constant fear, constant fear, constant fear. And one of the things that we know about that is that it's propaganda. Uh, anybody that has to consistently sell you on a fear, uh, the fear of something is intentionally manipulating you. There's no other reason for it. Very few things does, does the world have to be afraid of when it comes to the news. This constant catastrophizing everything and um, every every government agent or every person in the government is a criminal. And, you know, like it just goes on and on and on. And it's both sides that, that do it. Um, nobody has a complete market on it. But the fact that it's always leading with fear is because, like you mentioned a minute ago, if it bleeds, it leads. And now there's big, huge business 
that is controlling all the advertising behind all these media outlets. You can't tell me that they're not uh, swayed by that, right? When you have, when you look at, when you take, let's just say like Fox News and CNN News and MSNBC, and they're all heavily funded by Pfizer. Do you think that that's going to go in a direction where they just come out and say, hey, there's a problem with this over here? Or they either they're going to bury the story or it's going to be biased in one direction because their major advertising money, money is coming from that company and various other companies. Same sure, thing, right? Sure. We just happen to know that Pfizer had their fingers in basically everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Gone are the days like in the PBS when they're funded by, you know, Larry's Plumbing Supply Shop yeah, down the street, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are big businesses and and they've got their money in every single network's pocket. So right. they're not going to turn that down. But if they don't like what they're hearing, they'll have them skew it a little bit. So the bias definitely comes in. Right. I, I like that correction because I've always heard of, I want to go to an unbiased news source. And yeah. the truth of the matter is, is there's always biases. We are human. Well, CNN recently has gotten in a tremendous amount of trouble. They're, they're, they're almost out of business because of all the stuff that they were lying about, that they got caught lying about and they fired a bunch of people and they're, they're, they're really rearranging the house over there. I mean, it used to be that CNN was a serious trusted source of news back in the day, but they went completely political and rogue and they just started pumping out they were creating the news. They weren't reporting it. Yes, that, which that, that is that is a big yeah. issue. And one of the things we talked about briefly before we came on air was you did talk about how those seeds are sown, not just recently. They've been sown for decades, decades. leading up. Because you talked about how, you know, it takes several generations for you to get to this level of dysfunction, if you will, in our country. This isn't something that just happened in a pre-COVID world. Would you mind talking about that a little bit? Because I thought it was fascinating with what you were saying about about how people right now, this is the generation of kids who were, you know, from the 50s and 60s who are now in power in this right. country. It's yeah. So, so, so one of the things that I, I stumbled across by accident was, well, first of all, let me, lay, let me lay this premise out first. Think about all of the derogatory ways we have been, we have been told to look at the police over the last few years. The, all the racist stuff, all the defund the police, all the all the police violence, all all this stuff, um, and it's been very very heavy for the last couple of years. So I was looking at something uh, on YouTube, and an old an old clip of Dragnet from the '60s popped up, and I was I'll check I was like check Love this that. out. I used to see Gotta this when that. I was a kid. Yeah, right. So I'm like just do a little just do a little a little uh, splurge, and I clicked it. And the cool thing about, many people probably don't remember this, but there were two shows in the 60s and the 70s. One was Dragnet, and the one in the 70s was Adam 12. They were both police shows based on on two, two police guys that would center around them in Los Angeles, and all the stories were based on real crimes that actually happened. That Jack Webb started that back in the 50s when Dragnet was a radio show. Right, it, it was all based on so Los Angeles police stories. That's right. Absolutely. They used to say at the end of the show, everything that you've seen is true. We've changed the name to protect the innocent. Got you. Right, and they did it on both of those series. And and they, it, I mean, it's almost a thirty-year span. It's a good twenty-year span, I think, with both of those series. So anyway, so I I watched a couple, and all of a sudden I started to notice something that was like it grabbed my attention. It was so stark that it just 
I was like, what am I, what am I actually seeing, right? Now, you gotta, let me just kind of lay the foundation for this. The last time I watched these shows, I was a kid, right? Right, it was the just early early seventies. Well, yeah, and I'm a little kid. I don't so I know don't, anything. Oh, I, I don't be, know yeah, what I'm looking at. So cool. Yeah, I realize I'm watching these shows, and there's because it's the police. You, the police are interacting with the public, and I'm watching every episode that has to do with the police and college students is extremely degrading. Like all the different names that the college students were calling the police, Fuzz, the Pigs, the Gestapo, you know, harassing the man, you know, don't you guys have anything better to do? And it wasn't just one show. Because when I saw this the first time, the the dialogue that that they created for it was almost exactly the same as what we're hearing today. It was too uncanny that it was the same thing, right? And I started thinking to myself, this is coming from, because it wasn't with every episode. If they did an episode where um, an old lady was speeding or maybe there was a robbery in a store, right? It didn't have this derogatory theme toward the police. It was what was happening on the college campuses at the time, right? Now, I remember that that was the view back then. I remember hearing those words. But this was different because you actually, they created, they created the episodes based on what really happened. So you're looking at what actually took place here, right? And I'm thinking the language is almost the same, right? The Gestapo, the, uh, the calling them stormtroopers, like a lot of the same language that we're hearing today. We don't hear pigs and fuzz much, right, right, right. but it's always the same same thing. It was that they har- they're harassing, right? It's an overpowerment of yeah, misuse of, of power. Misuse right. of power, correct. Sure. So I started thinking, it's really strange because the people that are in charge today are the ones that were in college then, right? The people that are in charge of our governments today are the ones that were in college then and even older. So it's I thought, I guess I just didn't realize that this issue with the police with the same kind of language has been going on for at least 50 years. So I started looking into it a little bit because one of the, one of the things that is, that has people very concerned today is all of this idea of wokeness and the craziness that's happening in our society. It's coming right out of our educational system, right? It's coming out of the academic uh, system. I mean, they're changing the history. They're putting in all kinds of crazy things. People don't know how to think when they get out of school. And I thought, how far back does this have to go to change literal generations of the way people think? It goes back at least to the 60s and the 50s. Sure. At least. It had to start somewhere before that. I'm not, I, I remember you and I talked about the communist stuff that was going on in, in, in Hollywood. 20s, Hollywood, In the yes. 20s, right? With the blacklists right. and, and all this kind of stuff. But when it actually got changed within the educational system, I'm not sure. But I can tell you this. It was changed because that language and that viewpoint about the police didn't come out of nowhere. That had to be really established within the minds of the youth back in the 60s, right? So you're looking at those people are now the adults that are leading the country and propagating this moving forward. It's the same thing that's been going on 
for 50 years. So when people say, where did all of this come from? What I think, I think what most people don't realize, when they look at the news now, they don't realize how much tr- danger and trouble that we're actually in as a country and a world because of where all of this is, is going. We've never seen anything like this before. So the majority is like, eh, you know, I don't want to pay attention to it. They, they, don't, they don't even know. I mean, if, even if you look back to like the Civil War, only 30% of anybody cared about what was actually happening back then. It wasn't like this big uprising, you know, in the United States. I mean, it was only 30% that really cared about which way the, the direction of the company was going. Everybody else couldn't be bothered. They just didn't want to have anything to do with it. And it's pretty much the same today. Most people don't want to be involved in this constantly every day. And I think one of the things is because nobody knows what to do. Right. We have no way. There's no do? answers. What do you do? How do you change this? All this is arguments. All this is disagreements. All all it is 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 a tense drama. Except today, you've got people are dying because of it. Right. I mean, people died because of COVID, because of the information that nobody knew what information was right or or wrong. People go to people are going to jail over it. Uh, the the direction that that we're headed in a country is is like take everything away as much as they possibly can, but nobody knows what to do about it. They and then they're and then it's the demonizing of the right and the left consistently. So you don't know what's true and and what's not true. So the idea is that I totally understand why people don't want to look at it. Yet there's a problem because if you don't pay attention to anything. When it starts to happen, you're not going to know what's actually taking place. So you won't be making educated decisions at all. Not that anybody can make a perfect decision around this, but if it, at least if you would if you would keep up with the major events that are going on and then do your homework to find out what's true and what's not true, because you can do that. We have the internet today. It's pretty easy to look up the footnotes in these books, in the what the what the, the stories are that the news is uh, reporting, what's coming out of the White House. We can look and see whether that stuff is true or not, make up our own mind over it. And that's what I suggest that people do. They yeah. really need to look into the things themselves to determine what's true so that they can start making educated decisions because big, big changes are going to start taking place and they're not going to know what to do about it. Yeah, there, there seems to be a high level of apathy, like you said, going back to, like you said, the Civil War with 30% of the country was, you know, really didn't much care didn't, care, didn't care about any of this is happening. And this is right in your own backyard. This is North right. versus South. This is like crazy chaos going on. It's happening in our country now and the apathy, and maybe it's just because I'm so far detached myself because what you were just talking about is exactly where I find myself. I don't necessarily bury my head in the sand, but I get a daily email that's got a few headlines. If I want to click, I can click. It gives me a little bit of the news. But again, like you said, even that's biased and pushing towards a specific agenda. But it makes me wonder, you know, like when I was in college, you know, it was uh, college campuses were really charged with political activism, like get out and vote, rock the vote, um, yeah. make sure you, well, you have your have voice been. heard. Yeah, always have been. And I look at my, my daughters, you know, they're, you know, I've got a 21-year-old and a 19-year-old. And I think to myself, like they they get their news from social media and they don't even really care either way. So 
did I do a poor job of not keeping them informed on my front? Or is that just the generation we find ourselves in? Because I don't want to pigeonhole the entire generation. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, maybe even young people listening to this podcast that say to themselves, I am very active and I want to make a difference and I'm going to fight whatever I can to make sure this happens. I look at my children and some of their friends and they're like, uh, whatever. I, my vote doesn't count anyways. So what's the point? Right. That scares me a little right. bit. Well, I mean, that's the way it was when I was a kid. My parents were not politically active at all. I like, um, my mother used to don't, she would say, don't register to vote or you'll get called in for jury, jury duty. duty. Right. It's like, that's really <laughs> what you're going to teach your kids. Now I didn't yeah. know, but when I was a kid, I didn't understand the consequences of that. Right. But to walk around to be uninformed, yeah. I understand the fear behind it, but you, it's kind of like one of those things like you, know, you really can't complain if stuff starts to go to shit because you don't. you didn't cast your vote. And here's something else that's, that's more frightening. Let's say something really heavy goes down. Who are you going to trust? Because you haven't done any homework. You're going to trust whoever's screaming the loudest because they're going to scare you. Like, look what happened with COVID. Where did it meet people immediately go? To the corrupt news, yeah. right? And the corrupt people that were behind the news. And they believed them. And it's like, wait a second, if you had done, if you had known any history, you would know where the corruption was for real historically, because there was a lot of it there, but people didn't know it. So they looked at it like this is the answer. Whatever you whatever whatever a person was, because they didn't know. So they were they were like whoever was screaming the loudest, whoever was saying the loudest, whoever you thought was sending you facts and figures, that's just what you, you what you believed. But you didn't but you had not established anywhere to go to look for the truth because you don't want to watch the news anyway. So why would you do that? You just believe whatever it is that they're telling you. And there's big, huge changes coming in our world. Big, big, serious stuff is happening. And it's happening right now. Um, and for those that don't want to know when it affects them, and it will, it's going to affect everybody, you're not going to know where to get the news to make the correct decision for yourself. And at that time, you may be so numb to it anyways that you just go along with the rest of You might be everything. completely fucked. Yeah. You yeah, might that's... be completely fucked. What if they come and they take, you know, I mean, all of this stuff that they're doing with the government, with the taxes, what if they come and take your stuff? How, but you're not prepared. So you haven't put your money in the right place. You haven't right. protected yourself financially. And they come and say, you owe this much. Give, give us it or, or we're going to make you sell your or house seize, or, or yeah, whatever. Seize any assets. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it does paint, you know, a, a rather like bleak picture. So how do you, if being informed, how do you stay positive in those moments? How do you, how do you look at it? I know there's people out there who are looking to maybe have children. And then there's other people who are like, I'm not bringing children into the world. That's crazy. And even Steph and I have had this conversation. Like, would we have had kids if we were just getting started with our family right now? Like, how do yeah, you stay positive thought. when everything around you seems like is being systematically dismantled to meet some sort of end that where everybody is just the same. I feel like we're just getting to the place where everybody is going to be exactly in the same boat, which sounds almost as if it's a it's another country. Like, I don't think everybody's going to be in the same boat. No. No, I don't. I don't know how it's going to shake out. But the thing that, that concerns me is where do they historically attack people, where they're the weakest, right? So my concern is that the weakest among us, the uneducated, the people that, that are not prepared, um, the people that are not keeping up to date on what's going on, things can be taken away from them very easy. It's going to be much difficult for the government to take money away from 
big multi-million dollar companies, right? That's not that's not, not an change. easy. That's not. I don't care how much they they go after you. That's not going to be an easy fight. But to go after the little guy, which they say they won't, but that's always what they do, yeah. right? Those people are in big, big trouble, right? And and if you look at like the World Economic Forum and they're like in 2030, you're not going to own anything and you're going to be happy. And they're seriously trying to make this happen. They're seriously trying to make it happen. So, so you asked about how do you stay positive? First of all, I think we need to wake up that we're in a different time than we were in the in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, even in the early 90s. I think we were living in a bubble of the way that we created the world where it wasn't too good and it wasn't too bad. We lived in a place where everything was relatively relatively safe and uh, and stable. In there was a, way, a comfort right? to it. Yeah, there, yeah was... there was some fear stuff out there, but sure. if you you could ignore it and have it not, I mean, if you ignored the Cold War, unless you listened to it, it didn't really affect us right. that much, right? But now. It's different. Now it is actually affecting us. We've had, COVID came in and touched everybody. It's like it woke people back up. You're not, the, the world you would love to believe exists really doesn't exist, right? There is, no, there is no safety out there. It doesn't exist. It's constantly changing. And historically, uh, uh, countries have failed over and over and over again. Um, you know, like the... the there has never really been a long-term stability for any one people in in throughout time, throughout history. It's always changing. Who's in power? Who's not in power? The thing is this, is that 250 years ago or whatever it is now, we established a country. We were trying to make it a completely different place to live. But that doesn't mean that that exists anywhere else in the world, Right. What we, what, our, what we forget is that there's other people out there that don't want us to live this way. And what do you do when those people get in your own government, right? They don't want you to live that way. They, they think that you're harming the environment and you're, you're selfish. And, you know, the whole idea behind communism and socialism is to take everything that you have and spread it out amongst everybody else. So you can't have any more and you're going to be, you're going to live the way they tell you to live. And we would like to think that's not possible. But there's a concerted effort to make it possible that we're always fighting. We just have been distanced from it for a long period of time. But it's getting closer. That dog's barking at the door. And I heard something that I had, this was a while back, right? And I remember the first time I heard this, and it, it made a lot of sense. And the sense was basically this. Once they take your rights away, you ain't getting them back. Sure. Right, Because you need those rights to be able to protect the freedom that we have. Without those rights, you can't protect it. right? And if you, if you really think about that, you'll realize how true it is. If they criminalize free speech, which they have in many ways, most people don't know that because they don't pay attention to what the stuff the White House is putting out. They've criminalized free speech in many cases. Um, they're controlling speech. We have the, 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 the basic... Definition of fascism is the idea that uh, the government and big business dictate the the world and Everything. what's ha- what's happening in the United States. It's government and big business. They get to say what you can say and what you can't say. If this gets a little more on their end, you won't be able to say anything. 
because they'll stop you or arrest you or they'll completely destroy your life. Yeah, it tips the scales. It tips even, the scales. Even conversations like this are bordering right on that. They're dangerous. Absolutely. They're dangerous. Which is, it's a dangerous which to me, that is, that's the scariest thing of them all because, you right. know, I was raised to be able to speak my mind, freedom of speech, freedom of press, You and I have I never had to worry about that no, in our never lifetime. Have. Yeah. And now you have a platform here with which you can speak to mass amounts of people. And because of that, you could be deemed a threat. Well, we've already had, like, I try to stay out of that world on on our podcast for the most part, because we're a business podcast. So I try to, we try to work with mindset, but there's some things that I have felt that I have, I feel that I have um, uh, a responsibility to do something with I don't take I don't take my responsibility and w- where I am in my life um, for granted. So it's kind of like I'm not going to bury my head under the sand. If there's something that I can do to move the needle, if there's something that I can do, I feel it's my responsibility as an American and as a business owner and as somebody who's really for the people to do the best that I can to do something. And when I've done that, we've had you know certain platforms remove our stuff, right? Yeah. Right. This yeah. might get removed. This conversation it, 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 might get removed yeah, based on well what could. we talked about. Very well it might could. Be I mean, shut down or, or demonetized. Yeah. You're very much a trusted voice for our listeners, of course. And, you know, we, we try to stay as middle of the road as possible, but it is important for people because as I'm sitting here and you're telling me all these things about what's going on, I can feel in my mind fighting to go and bury my head in the sand. Yeah. I can feel my, my natural instinct is to just run and pretend as if it doesn't happen instead of facing it head on. And I think that's where, that's where your coaching and conversations like this help people to really wake up. Like COVID was a definite wake up call. It, it affected the entire world as right. we know it. And the world had changed or we believed the world had changed, but the reality is it had changed long before that. If you go back and study history, like you mentioned. So I think to sort of end this and to put a bow on this, one of the, um, you recently did a sort of a YouTube teaching video uh, titled coach answers your most asked questions, which by the way, is one of my new favorite things to watch on YouTube. <laughs> okay. If you haven't been over to YouTube, uh, David's channel, go check it out. David Nagel, it's a fantastic channel. They're putting out some amazing content on there and you're just basically answering questions from people. And one of the questions that came through was how do you stay up to date on the world when you don't want to be sucked into the chaos? And that's why that was sort of the motivation for me to have this conversation because we do live in a chaotic world, but yeah. that's not new. It's always been chaotic. We were just living in a certain comfort bubble. And now, we're our, that bubble is sort of bursting all around us and we can either push back and see what we can do or we can kind of just give in and follow the masses wherever they may lead. So I think as we, as you stay up to date, I love how you talked about find your sources and do your homework. Yes. Use your footnotes, yes. use the research that other people have done and formulate your own opinion. I think that is probably the most valuable piece of information that came out of this. Yeah. Yeah. I check, I check certain headline news every day um, where I just get the rough outline of what's going on in, in areas that I'm paying attention to. But then what I've done is I've sourced Uh, and this is mostly podcasts. I don't, I'm not in the mainstream news cycle anymore. I've completely given up on them. I don't trust a freaking word that they say. So, and because they've lied just constantly. They've been caught multiple times. And and they spin constantly, constantly. I don't have time to waste there. 
a lot of the reason why I pay attention to the news is because I have to know how to consult businesses to make smart decisions based on what's happening with the economy, what's happening politically, what's happening with COVID. I mean, these things affect all of our customers in a, in a big way. So I have to know what's going on so I can tell them, do this or don't do that or don't worry about that. That's complete BS, right? So what I've done is I've picked sources that I can trust and I continually check on the validity of the story that they're telling. And I also pay attention to how much bias are they actually bringing to something. A little bias is okay. I get it, right? Because everybody's, everybody's going to do that to some degree. But not to the point where you're changing the facts, right? So I think, I, and I'm not going to tell you which ones I use because I think that's inappropriate. I don't want you to believe me. I want you to go always source for yourself and determine what you want to believe and what's going to work for you. Uh, because you don't, this is, the, we can't afford to be blindly led. We have to, we have to take responsibility for our own situation and realize we are no longer in the Disney created world. It doesn't exist anymore. Sure. We have to know enough to make decisions or we're going to be a victim of ourselves. Yeah. And that's when stuff gets very, very scary. Very scary. Yeah. Because by, by that time, you could lose everything because you didn't know there were things being changed that you could have done to protect yourself. Right. So in short, pay attention. Pay attention. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, David. You bet. All right. All right. Well, there you go, everyone. The pros and cons of being detached from all types of media. You know, I'm guilty as charged right there. Social media, mainstream media, I just don't participate. And it's got me thinking maybe that's not the best method. I do need to be kept up to date on what is going on. And I do need to do the research to find my own sources. We'd encourage you to find your own sources as well. And hopefully you took a little something away from this conversation. Do us a favor. Leave us a comment down below. Let us know what we got right, maybe what we didn't get right. And of course, subscribe to the channel and ring that bell so you get notified every time we put out amazing content. David and our team here have been putting out great content all around all manners of things, and I think you'll really benefit from it. So make sure you do that subscribe, ring that bell, and come back and check us out on the next Successful Mind podcast. We'll see you soon. Pay attention. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.